you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. Three and verse one. Verse John chapter three and verse one. He said, Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now, everybody say now. Now are we the sons of God. Not when we get to heaven, but right now. We are the sons of God. I just felt that, just walk into this place. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be but we know that when he shall appear we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is and every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself even as he is pure whosoever committeth sin transgresseth against the law for sin is the transgression of the law And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins. And in him is no sin. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither know him. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, everybody say this purpose. The Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. I want to talk to you tonight about this. The victory is in your decision. The victory is in your decision. The victory is in your decision. Well, preacher, I'm waiting for God to do it. God's already done it. It's up to you right now to say, tonight is my night. Tonight is the night that God is going to give me the victory and the power of God. Amen. Let's clap our hands one more time. Somebody shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah, God, I praise you for your mighty name. Amen. If I can get these monitors turned back up up here, I sure would appreciate it. Amen. You can be seated. I believe that victory is in this house. In fact, John told us for this purpose was the Son of God manifest, that he might destroy the works of the devil. 
Many times we think that the works of the devil is our greatest obstacle. But I'm going to tell you tonight in the Holy Ghost, uh, that's not our biggest obstacle. Our biggest obstacle is making up our mind that no matter what comes against us, we're going to prevail in the power and the liberty of Jesus Christ. It might take me a minute to get there, but I'm going to crawl through hell on my hands and knees because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You got to make up your mind tonight that victory is mine and nothing is going to take it away from me. The decision has been made. The axe has been planted in the tree. The sword has been in my hand. And tonight victory is coming to your life because you made up your mind. I'm not going to sit on the sidelines and let the enemy deceive me with sin and with transgression, but I'm going to make up my mind that Jesus has already forgiven you, already washed you, already purified you, and so today God is saying the victory is in your decision. What are you going to do about it? And I want to preach to somebody tonight, you got to make up your mind that no matter what the enemy throws at you, that God is great in my life and that I am a son of God I've been washed by the blood of the lamb I've got the power of his anointing I've got the come on somebody you're not hearing me tonight Jesus has walked into this house and the enemy has tried to laden you with your sin and your transgression and you've not realized that greater is the blood of Jesus that's already washed you and cleansed you and purify you. My God, I'm preaching to somebody that the angel of deliverance has been right by your side waiting on you to say, I've made up my mind. I've got my foot on that rock and my mind made up. I'm going to serve him. I'm going to live for Jesus. And when you do, I promise you tonight that victory will come into your life. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Decisions are very important because they carry the weight of your eternity. Eternity is calling every minute of every day. Men and women are exiting this life and leaving and entering into eternity that has been framed by their decisions. It was not framed by just Calvary and the fight of the devil. Jesus Christ has already paid a way that men and women are free from their sin, filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in his name. But before you can get there, you got to make up your mind. I made my decision. I'm going to sell out to him. I'm going to give him everything in my life. I want you to realize what I'm saying because as much as we want to blame things on the devil for a bad day, it's not really the devil's fault. 
even though he might have fought us and tempted us and tried to mess up everything about our perfect service and our perfect way, whenever it really gets down to the tires getting on the road, it's our decision and our footwork that says, Lord, greater are you that is in us than he that is in the world. Our decisions plant what is going to be harvested. And we make up our mind that we're going to serve God. I'm telling you that no matter what comes against you, you're going to still be standing whenever it's all said and done. Well, they backslid and they messed up. Well, God's still reaching for them to bring them back. But it's all in their decision. Why? is this. God framed the world through his word. He framed a way to be saved, a way to live, and a way to be happy. But ultimately it is the decision of every individual to enter into the promises of God. It was Caleb's decision that said we can take, we can take the promised land. It was Joshua's decision that said every Everything that we seen there was everything that God promised. But it was ten more decisions that said, yes, it was the blessing and the promises of God. But we cannot do it. The sons of Anak are there. There's giants in the land. And while Joshua and Caleb said, we can do this, others said, no, we can't. And they wandered in a wilderness for 40 years. But at the end of their journey, there was an old man by the name of Caleb and Joshua that said 40 years ago, we made up our mind that we could have it. And now they're all dead and we're going to get the victory that God has promised us. I've come to tell somebody the promises of God does not die. The promises of God are not void. What has been spoken by God is still as real today as it was 40 years ago. You just got to make up your mind. I want this. I'm going to lay my hands upon it and I'm going to seize what God has put in my life. People's decisions is what's ruling their life. and As much as God wants to do it, God's not going to go against your will and your decision. The Bible tells us in Joel 3 and 14 something very interesting. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. What are you saying, Joel? I'm saying that people's mind ain't made up. And even though God is so close to them, there's a decision to be made in the valley of their decision. Every morning that you wake up, decisions have to be made. Am I going to work or am I staying home? Will I provide for the family or will I not? Joel told them in their decisions, he said, the vine is dried up, the fig tree languisheth, the pomegranate tree, the 
the palm tree also, the apple trees, even all the feet trees of the field are withered. When Joel began to look at such a scene, he saw the languishing of the trees. He saw the withering where fruit ought to have been growing. There was nothing but dried up pieces of work of God. And Joel's looking at all of this. And he says, all of the trees of the field are withered because joy is withered away from the sons of men. I want to tell you tonight that the greatest tactic of the devil to affect our decisions is when our joy begins to deplete in our work and our service unto God. There's got to be something that says, Lord, I need a supernatural joy. I need a joy back in my life. Why? Because God don't want your life to become withered. God don't want your life to become dried up. God don't want your resources to go by the wayside. What's it all about? I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Come on, somebody. There's an angel of deliverance in this house. You just got to make up your mind. I want it more tonight than I've ever wanted it. I want a move of God more right now than I ever wanted a move of God. I want the supernatural power more than I ever wanted it. Come on and clap your hands, all your people, and shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. Come on, shout unto the Lord. Shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. Well, preacher, don't make me do that. That's your decision. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we're going to shout unto the Lord every day of our lives. Oh, I don't believe in all that. That running and dancing and clapping and shouting. What's wrong with you? Your decisions are affecting your next move. Beloved, now, everybody say now, are we the sons of God? Well, whenever that rapture sounds, I'm going to get excited about heaven. If you ain't excited about being a child of God, you're never going to get excited about being a child of God. Why is it? It's in your decision. It's in the process of your mind. But whenever you throw everything else down and say, I might have a battle in my life, but I'm a child of God. I've been buried in his name. I've been washed by his blood. Somebody got to hear me right now because that angel's moving in this house and he's waiting on somebody to make up their mind. I don't care what I got to go through. I'm going to get to the place where I know I am a son of God and God has got the victory in my life. Come on, he's already destroyed the works of the devil. You ain't got to worry about God letting you be lost because God's already paved the way. They're my children. 
I'm going to make sure that they're saved. Well, they slipped and they fell, but they're back tonight, and they're in the house of God, and somebody's worshiping God, but you don't understand. They were backslid three weeks ago. Well, praise God that that angel went out into the byways and the highways and said, hey, there's blood on your life. You got to get back to the house of God. You got to get back to the place where there's victory and there's power and there's anointing and there's freshness in your life. Oh, come on and clap your hands one more time and shout unto the Lord. I'm tired of watching people dwell in captivity knowing that there's so much victory for them. I face it, you face it, every city in America face it, every church, people are pushed, and Joel was going through the same thing, people pushed in the closet. The bride was found in the closet because the enemy had stole their joy. The enemy had literally come in and began to suck out the very gasoline or the very motive of their worship and their decree unto God. I believe that joy is the very thing that is very vital to everyone in this house tonight. David put it like this. I come into the world into captivity. He said, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts. David said, God, I know what you want. You want truth to be within me. And then he said, In the hidden part, thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop that I shall be clean and wash me that I shall be whiter than snow. David was a man that the Bible says was a man after God's own heart. He was a worshiper. He knew how to fight and to win the victory. But there would come a day in David's life where sin would creep down and begin to affect his vision and his decision. Whenever he made up his mind to have another man's wife. David found himself in an arena that he never knew before and did not know what to do. As David thought, well, I'll just have Uriah killed. All of a sudden, thinking that that would solve what was going on in the inner being of his life, David come to find out, I'm just more empty than I've ever been. So Something has happened to me. And David pins this writing in Psalm 51. Lord, I was conceived in iniquity. I was shaped in iniquity. And in sin, my mother conceived me. I know that you want truth in me. But I can hear David's words. Look at where I am right now. And then that silver tongue began to pin these words. Purge me with hyssop that I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. 
because David knew I'm not the same that I used to be. My worship is not where it used to be. And then David makes a stunning writing in verse 8. He said, make me to hear joy and gladness. I'm a long way from where I used to be, God. And there's a reason. I've not been hearing joy lately. And I've not been hearing gladness. That's why David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of God. You know why? There's people of joy there. Somebody's got some joy in their spirit. Somebody's got some gladness on their tongue. And if I can just hear that again, I'll just get closer to heaven than I've ever been. Somebody got to make up their mind. You may not have went out and sin. I'm not saying that. But you need to hear the joy of the Lord again. You need to let some gladness get back into your spirit to say, here I come. My victory is in my decision. I'm glad for what his blood has done. I'm glad for what that watery grave is holding down. But I'm glad I can make my decision tonight and my decision will give hell the worst day they've ever had in all of eternity. Your decisions, your decisions are doing it. David said, make me, and you purged me with hyssop. I'll be whiter than snow. All of that's good, but God, I've not heard joy lately. Not heard gladness You want to know why David said that? Read the next portion. That the bones which thou hast broken. I want you to hear me right now. That the bones which thou hast broken may be rejoiced or may rejoice. God, the bones that you broke in my body. That's not what David's meaning there. David, he's and listen to me. I'm not saying anybody's in adultery, but listen. David committed a sin against God. And David said, Lord, if I can just hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. The Lord spoke to me about this and said, I never broke David's bones, but the structure that David was used to have in his life it become undone it was broken there was no structure anymore in his worship and David knew listen to me somebody David knew if I can just hear joy in the house of God if I can just hear gladness in the house of God the structure that's not upholding me anymore is going to rejoice again I've come to preach to somebody. Your structure in your walk with God has been suffering, but God wants joy, a supernatural joy to get back a hold of you. What is it, preacher? I was glad when they said, why? Because in the house of God, there's ministering spirits that are sent to the heirs of salvation. 
and in the house of God, the structure is put back in order. And when the structure is back in order, there's rejoicing in our spirit. Let me talk to you right now. You may be here thinking, God, my structure has been broken. I'm not what I used to be in my walk with you. I'm not the soul winner, the prayer warrior. I'm not the worshiper. I'm not the saint that I used to be. I'm not the man. I'm not the woman because I feel that bones are displaced in my body. I've come to tell you that I've already heard in the Holy Ghost the joy of the Spirit. And God is saying, if they would make up their mind, I'm going to reach into their structure. I'm going to reach into what the devil said was impossible. And I'm going to make them bones begin to sing again. I'm going to make that structure come alive again. You want to know what will give the devil the worst headache in his life? If somebody will say, I feel my structure coming back to me. I feel my joy coming back in the house of the Lord. That's why David said, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. If I can have joy in my salvation, I'm going to get the victory that Jesus has promised me. If the joy of the Lord is anything to you right now, you ought to lift your hands to heaven and begin to shout and say tonight, I'll get my joy in the house of God. Come on. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Don't just sit there and look at me and say it's all done. Why don't you make up your mind? I've had enough. I've had enough. I'm going to get my joy back. I'm going to get my shout back. I'm going to get my victory. I'm going to get my walk with God back in my life. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I feel that angel moving. I feel the presence of that angel. It's happening. Somebody feeling it. Somebody feeling it. The joy of the Lord. It is my salvation. It is my strength when I'm weary. It is. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Jesus is in this house right now. The joy of the Lord is my strength. How are you going to kill a bear and a lion and a devil? How are you going to face this world? I'm fixing to reach into my joy. And when I get my joy sounding, and whenever I begin to hear 
at rejoicing. I know that my structure is coming alive. Ezekiel, what do you see? It's only a graveyard. It's only dead bones. But prophesy, son of man. And as he began to prophesy, bone began to shake. They began to rattle. And they began to roll. All of a sudden, they went back to their members. I'm telling somebody, the joy of the Lord is in this place right now. God is looking for somebody to say, enough is enough. I'm getting my structure back. I'm getting my victory back. I'm getting my soul back. I'm getting everything he wants to give me back. Everybody stand. Lift your hands under the Lord. The structure come back. Well, how do I do it, preacher? You do it like this. You walk up to the well of your salvation, and you reach into that well, and with joy shall you draw from the wells of salvation. Say, well, I don't got enough strength. Well, if you need some strength, get your joy going and reach down into your salvation and say, not tonight, devil. I'm going to renew my strength. They that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like as eagles. Somebody is reaching into their well tonight. Somebody is reaching into their resource. Somebody is reaching into what has been. And with joy, you're beginning to draw. With joy, you're beginning to reach. Would somebody just throw their hands in the air and say, tonight, my joy is full and my structure is revived. Praise singers are coming. I need some pillars of this church. I need people that's been living for God 20 plus years right now. I need you to say, we're fixing to carry this thing into the next level. I ain't talked. I don't talk trying to fill out direction and messages. And Pastor Jordan knows I had. And I ain't talked to Gentry. But I'm telling you what the Holy Ghost says. If you'll reach down into that well right now, into what you used to have, the vision and the progress and the power and the anointing that you had when God filled you with the Holy Ghost. Wait just a minute with joy. And you're fixing to reach into that well and say we're fixing to turn our world upside down. Oh, but they say that I'm, I'm 55 and 60 and 65 and I can't do what I used to do. You might not can do what you used to do, 
But when your structure begins to feel the joy of what your salvation is producing, I'm telling you anything is possible with God. And God is ready to give you everything that you have been craving in him. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Would the elders in this place, would you reach into your salvation right now? And would you let a triumph begin to come out of your walk with God? Would you allow it to reach the heavens right now? Come on. I'm calling for every elder in this house right now. I'm calling for every elder. I'm, come on. I'm pushing, I know. But I feel a structure coming together. My God. I said I feel a structure. I feel a movement. It's not just a revival. It's a movement. It's something ordained of God. It's here. It's walking into this place. Jesus is here. I've got the victory. He's right here. I've got the victory. Come on. I've got the victory. Come on, let's hear right there. I've got the victory. I've got the victory. Never elder. I want you to begin to worship God. Come on. You need the Holy Ghost right now. And you want what I preached about tonight. It's in this place right Walking through this place right now. 